Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast and welcome to the final episode of 2023. Woof! Wow, where did this year go? I'm going to break down my learnings, a little bit of the end of the year review that I like to do and also just kind of create some space for what gets to be left behind this year to get ready for 2024. So let's settle in and let's get centered. I don't know about you, but 2023 was a year of destruction in many ways and also a place of shedding, healing, rebuilding, reorganizing. It was a really hard year for me personally. Maybe you sensed some of that in my solo episodes over the summer. I shared a little bit, but wow, I am really excited to say goodbye to this year and to thank it and to move on. New Year's Day is right around the corner and I love New Year's Day. There's this like quiet, magical freshness in the air. And I felt this way about New Year's Day for years, like when I was back in middle school, high school, way before my pre-coaching days. It has just always felt like kind of this spiritual holy day of quietness, of stillness, of, of rebirth, of a reset. I can feel the excitement of the New Year's Day approaching And before I want to like jump to this next chapter, I find it so important to pause and really reflect on the year of the past because so much has happened, so much that I'm not really remembering, so much that is even more of a felt sense in the body than just things that happened on my calendar that I can look at. And when we reflect, that's truly where we learn, right? Reflection is so important because that's where we gain insight that we can then take that learning and integrate it into what's next. If we skip the reflection part, we just are continually in the the doing, the doing, the doing, and we're not really learning or growing. So I'll pause here and just checking in with you. What is your typical relationship to the end of the year? Do you make space for reflection? If you do, what does that get to look like? What serves and supports you reflecting? And if you don't, you know, what would it look like to offer a little bit of reflection with yourself? That could be taking a walk in nature and just reflecting. It could be grabbing your journal and doing some reflection. It could be having a conversation with a friend. When I host the intention setting party, One of the things I hear year after year is how much people appreciate the space for reflection, specifically on the past year, because there's so many things that we don't celebrate ourselves for or acknowledge or remember that's so important for our sense of self, for that self-actualization to remind ourselves how we've grown, how we've challenged ourselves, how we've done things that then we can, again, integrate that learning into the next year. It gets to be feed forward for ourselves. So I have my own process of reflection that I integrate into the intention setting party, which 
is getting myself into a meditative state to just allow my body, my heart, my mind, my soul to wander back to the past year and to really take it in. And I walk myself through a series of prompts and then I offer some space for writing and reflecting in that way. So it's this dualistic place of exploring that really helps me process from a felt sense and also from more of a heady mental sense as well. So if you're curious in learning more and experiencing that reflection process, I welcome you to join us for 2024's intention setting party and more details are in the show notes. But today on the podcast, I wanted to give you a little deep dive into some different types of learning and reflection that I've been processing. Part of my new year tradition is creating what I call power intentions. So they're choosing one or two words or a really short phrase that gets to be the mindset, the mantra, the way in which I am using this learning through all aspects of my life. So in the past, my words have been trust or receive. This year, my words were deep listening and patience. And I want to share some insights and why I use these types of power intentions and really keep them close to my way of being and doing throughout the whole year so that I can actually reflect back and, and have something tangible that's not just in the results stage, you know, numbers game, but it's in a deeper felt sense of how did I really show up and how am I taking those insights and learnings with me? I'll link in the show notes. Over the summer, we had an episode with Karina around heart hangs and we explored one of my power intentions, which is deep listening and explored what does that look like and what is that experience unfolding and just so many lessons I have learned with having this power intention front of center. I use these power intentions as my guides instead of creating New Year's resolutions because New Year's resolutions are just bullshit. They are saying things that I don't want or they're saying things I do want to be doing but they can be empty if they're not anchored into a deeper why or deeper intention. And so that's why I create these power intentions. And I I walk people through this process in the intention setting party. I also share it in my newsletter every year on January 1st. So if you're interested in joining, head on over to wadebrill.com and sign up for the newsletter. The link is in the top banner of the webpage. And I share creating these intention process because it becomes a way to thread all of the actions and priorities and learnings through a lens, through a targeted lens. Because otherwise life can feel so chaotic and it can get so easily distracted by what others are doing or by all the noise or by all the information that's out there, you know, all the podcasts that are great, including mine, you know, that are great. But sometimes I notice like I'm getting so many inputs into my system. I can't really hear and I can't really direct outwards. 
And so having a power intention for me and for many others that I've worked with over the years of doing this helps cut through a lot of that noise to focus and to create some powerful direction. So one of my words this last year was deep listening. I know it's technically two, but my phrase was deep listening. And this came to me because I realized and I started to realize when going through this process and and creating my power intentions for 2023 that I was kind of abandoning myself. I was not listening to my inner wisdom, my inner guides. I was not listening to spirit, you know, and, and I realized there was so much potency in me creating a stronger connection internally and externally. And so deep listening became this invitation for myself to slow down and listen Listen inwards to those whispers that my soul is telling me. Slow down and listen to the hints of what's kind of swirling around me, what my spirit guides might be saying. It was an opportunity to just really listen, right? Listen. And not on the surface, but like imagining I was going into the ocean below the surface and really connecting into the depths of the water where there's that stillness. Having this thread of deep listening was very grounding for me in a year that created a lot of rupture. And again, I'm not going to go into so many details around the rupture, but that rupture really rocked my socks off in many ways. And I could have easily spun out, but I kept this power intention of deep listening close to my heart and asked myself to listen here. You know, what is here for me to learn from? What is my responsibility? And the deep listening thread gave me a way to focus all of this intense emotion to listen, to deeply listen. And with that opening, I started to build this whole new relationship with myself. Let me tell you, I have been in therapy and I've had coaches and I've had healers and massage therapists and I've, you know, have a whole amazing crew of people I've gotten to work with for over 20 plus years. And through all of that, I've only done a little bit of inner child work. And this year I was called through this practice of deep listening to really connect to my inner little girl, to connect to my inner little girl, that little, you know, four or five-year-old, maybe even three-year-old, connect to my angsty teenager, kind of this little 12-year-old. And it was this opportunity to really build these healthier relationships to these parts and pieces of me that I never thought were really there. Of course, being in the mental health field, I knew all about 
inner child work. That's not really the domain of coaching, so to say. And and so I, I, it was always out there, but I had never really touched it myself. I never really thought I needed to. But deep listening brought me in this tunnel inwards to connect to these parts of me that were hurting, these parts of me that felt abandoned by my older self, by my wiser self. Deep listening gave me the courage to meet them, gave me the courage to spend time with them, doing art with my little girl, sitting and just holding my inner girls at different ages. I started to really be able to hear and feel when they would act up or when they were whispering to me or when they needed something. Not all the time, but I started to build that connection. And so when they would chirp up, I was able to deeply listen and just, you know, place a hand on my heart and pause and meet them there, meet their pain, meet their experience. And this deep listening offered this really healing bond inwards. So as I reflected on this past year, like tears came to my eyes because I realized how much I have abandoned myself in many ways. And as somebody who is all about self-care, this has taken on like a whole new dimension of what self-care really means, right? Because it is not just getting movement in and it is not just making sure we're hydrated and we're eating our vegetables, which believe me is a huge piece, but caring for self, right, is these deeper parts of ourself, these deeper parts and pieces that need tender love and care. And sometimes we're not aware that we have these parts in ourselves that are acting out or wanting attention or, or have needs or looking for some compassion. My other power intention for 2023 was patience. And patience was directed towards myself, but also others. It was trusting, you know, the unfolding of time. And I had a really interesting insight. I want to say sometime in the spring. So it's probably already like three or four months into 2023. And I was in a workshop, a, a meditation workshop. And one of my teachers said to me, I can't remember her exact words, but it was something along the lines of patience doesn't really sound like it's directed outwards. It sounds like it's with yourself. And the way she said it, the way she framed it, it offered this opportunity to be a mirror of I'm wanting to cultivate patience outside of myself for other people. But really the impatience, the frustration, the lack of control, all of that's coming from inside. And it was this aha moment of, you know, a lot of the time when we want something in the world or we want something in that relationship, it's really a reflection of what we, the individual, is really wanting. 
So before we go outside of ourselves looking for that love, that happiness, that health, that peace, that patience, whatever it might be, we get to find that within ourselves first. So that became a way for me to take this power intentions of patience and direct it inwards and notice and and surf the urges of impatience as they would arise in my body and start to get more curious. One of the big insights I gained from patience of self was recognizing how much pressure I put on myself, how much pressure I put on myself to do the thing And I had this aha when I was traveling. So only a few months ago, I had this aha that the pressure I am putting on myself only lives in the stories of my mind. The pressure that I am putting on myself only lives in the stories of my mind. And I said to myself, okay, well, if I want to let go of this pressure, let me let go of the story that I'm making up in the mind. Like there is this timer ticking or that I need to be showing up in a certain way. Let me let go of all of the stories that I'm holding on to. And let me tell you, I literally felt my body drop. Like I felt my shoulders drop. I felt my heart open. I felt this release of pressure. And I noticed that it allowed my nervous system to slow down. Like I didn't have to feel like I was speeding against the clock. And it's interesting because working with people one-on-one, I know how many of us driven, ambitious souls feel this time anxiety that everything they want to do they want to do it now and that there's too much to do and too little time and it creates this pressure and attachment to worth of self based on output I see that unfolding in a lot of other people's stories and I have my own version of that story and for me this reframe of wow I can let go of these stories of pressure. I don't need to be wrapped up into these stories in my mind. I can drop the story that there is a ticking timeline that I am late to. And I can imagine that story in my mind like a bubble and I just popped it. And it's not that simple. You know, there's been many layers of work dealing with that story, but I I felt it pop. And I felt this release of, I don't have to buy into that story anymore. I can let it go. I can rest into there's enough time and I can trust the unfolding. Leaning into this new story allowed like patience to take on this new meaning. Like what am, what am I impatient about? Where, where am I racing for? And so I got to have some space and realize things are going to unfold on their own time. 
and I don't have to be the controller of time. And what I instead put my focus on was just listening to my soul. Like how does my soul want to express itself? So this is where both of my power intentions merge this opportunity to deeply listen to my soul and this place to practice patience, to practice unfolding and listening and keeping the attention there. And so what I've kind of come to learn this past year is how to let go of the stories in the mind because our mind can make up so much shit. I come back to the gift of power intentions, how they are this anchor throughout the year that can help direct the focus and the attention and all the learnings and integration. And I know looking back on this last year, if I didn't have my power intentions, how I would feel a little bit more lost in the sauce of it all and how creating power intentions not only helped me create clearer targeted goals that I wanted to work on, like doing my walking marathon, which I will share more about in an upcoming episode, but it became learning in itself. They became a goal in itself to embody and to practice So if you are somebody who is exploring their new year, what they want to be creating or what they want to be doing differently or how they want to be challenging themselves or the, you know, list of books they want to read or whatever it might be or the places they want to travel, I really welcome you to create some power intentions or a power intention. Create that focus for yourself. There's so much noise in the world And as you get ready for a new year and embrace this magical, beautiful energy that is available in this calendar new year, set that focus, set that intention of how you want to be showing up and learning and experiencing and acting and loving and listening and tasting through the new year. And then when you get to reflect back, like I'm doing now, you get to explore all the ways that this power intention not only supported you achieving your goals, but how it also helped you learn so many more things about yourself than you thought were possible. How it supported you really taking action in a way that felt aligned and authentic, not because you had to or it sounded good. If you find it helpful, here are three journal prompts to sit with. The first prompt, if you created a power intention or word of the year or theme of the year for yourself, what are your top five learnings and biggest takeaways from letting this word, this theme, this power intention be your guide in 2023? The second prompt, how do you want to thank or acknowledge your power intentions for the way that they've showed up for you. This might feel a little silly, but the opportunity here is to offer some gratitude 
for these guides. So what does that get to look like for you? And the last prompt, if you could take one lesson or maybe it's a culmination of lessons that you learned this last year with your power intention. What's a mantra or a mindset that you want to take with you into this next year? So you get to remember all of the goodness, the wisdom learned and earned from living these last days in 2023 with these words. So for instance, a lesson that I want to carry with me that gets to be this mantra, this mindset into 2024 is slow and steady. I hope this episode was insightful or interesting that you took away some nuggets of insight for your own learnings. Share with me, join me on Instagram at onewade, leave me a voicemail at centeredinthecity.com. And if you're interested in joining us for the intention setting party in 2024, the link is in the show notes. There are only a few early bird tickets left. So if you are interested, use the code NEWYEARLOVE30 to receive 30% off. And again, that's only available for the early bird tickets and there are only a few left. So claim yours now if you are interested. Thank you for being here as always. I'm wishing you a very healthy and happy end to your 2023 and wishing you a beautiful 2024 filled with everything that your heart and soul desires. So much love and health and peace and happiness. And may we continue to practice staying centered together. Looking forward to seeing you in the new year.